This is Hallway Chats, where we talk with some of the unique people in and around WordPress. Together, we meet and chat with folks you may not know about in our community. With our guests, we'll explore stories of living and of making a living with WordPress. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 45. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Tara Clays. And I'm Liam Dempsey. Today, we're joined by Lindsay Halsey and Lori Calcott. They are co-founders of WP SEO Hub and partners at WebShine, a search engine marketing agency in the Rocky Mountains of Colorado. They focus on running profitable campaigns for their clients and teaching business owners about holistic SEO practices. Hello, Lindsay and Laurie. Welcome. Thanks for having us. Hi there. Hi, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. Can you uh, each tell us a little bit more about yourselves after Liam's introduction? Sure. This is Lindsay. I live in Basalt, Colorado. I'm uh, the mom of two young children and a wife. Love working and playing in the outdoors and um, focus on WordPress SEO um, as the, the main part of my career. And I'm Lori Calcott. I live in Aspen, Colorado. And I also have a family uh, with two young children. And um, I've been in Colorado for a little over 20 years, but grew up in Pennsylvania and have been in marketing about 20 years and uh, search engine marketing about 12. Great. Tell us a little bit more about Colorado. Sounds like a beautiful place where you live. So um, did you go there, both of you, with, with a great love of skiing or what brought you to Colorado? Yes, I, I sort of had the typical came out for a winter and never left story. Um, I came out after college and planned on being a ski bum for a winter. And that turned into um, pretty much a lifestyle and a commitment to living here. And I made my way to Colorado um, in between working as a mountain guide. So I was looking for a home base um, when I wasn't traveling to um, mountaineering destinations around the world. And Colorado seemed like a fun place. And every year I found myself um, spending more time here in Aspen and um, less time on the road until now I live here uh, year round full time. So do you live there? Um, do you work there? more than you spend time outside? I mean, are you able to split running your own company? Is that, would you, is that um, the way that you approach your recreational life? Is that it's on it a is, par with your work life out there? I, I get the impression that out there, that's the way a lot of people are. So that's why I asked that. There's a pretty good work-life balance um, in the Roaring Fork Valley. And so it's common custom for businesses here to uh, extend their employees and team members that flexibility um, to go for a run in the mountains over lunch or to enjoy a morning powder ski on a good snow day. So that's certainly part of our culture here. Um, but we do find um, ourselves in the office much more than we do, um, you know, out in the mountains. And, and that's well and good. Thank you for sharing that reality. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, that's really cool. That's, I've heard that before. And I think that's it. That's a great thing about uh, living in the mountains is that culture. So very, yeah. very cool. I'm lucky um, enough I can actually ski home from the mountain to my bedroom door. So that wow. helps get you out there. <laughs> <laughs> but, so I say sometimes I, I, I don't ski hour wise a lot, but maybe more often just because it's convenient. Instead of going to the gym, I could 
go up on the mountain and make a few runs in the yeah. same way. It's like walking out the door and going for a run for you or something that sounds like that's all well, you got to put more equipment on, I guess, than running. <laughs> a little, little more dressing prep, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's just kind of mind blowing for me. I haven't, I used to be a downhill skier, but I mean, in the sense that I was at the top of a hill and I went down it on skis. Uh, but I grew up in Illinois and, you know, uh, downhill skiing is maybe a 300 foot hill. Uh, and I, the last time I, I did go real skiing was in Alaska and I haven't been in a long time and I, I can't drag my family to go again. So <laughs> I just watched the Olympics and wish. So you're making me very envious, you two. <laughs> we, we feel fortunate. <laughs> now, um, can you tell us your story of how you have started a business together, how you started working together and, um, and how that's going for you? Sure. Lori and I started working together about 10 years ago um, at a larger web agency. We were both in the search engine marketing department. And after a couple of years there, um, Lori had just started her family and I was um, thinking about wanting to start a family. We both found ourselves um, considering going the freelance route to create greater flexibility um, in our day-to-day work life. And um, we had very complementary skill sets. So um, I focus a lot on SEO and Lori focuses a lot on pay-per-click advertising and um, specializes in Google AdWords. And so over time, we, we sort of started discussing what a partnership would look like um, in going out in a freelance business world. And we took that leap of faith about uh, seven and a half years ago. So that's really neat. And I wonder if I can explore the the business relationship. You've talked about your different areas of professional service focus. And I imagine as the work comes in, you divvy it up. If it's pay-per-click, then, then, then one of you handles it. And if it's SEO stuff, the other one handles it. But how about things like uh, business management, business strategy, um, making sure people get paid, making sure that uh, clients pay you? How, how does that get divvied up and and when you're thinking about that, was that a conscious decision that one day Lindsay said, I'm going to do it? Or maybe Lindsay wasn't doing it, so Lori said, I'll do it. How, how did that all come about? Yeah, I think over the years, we've each just kind of found our niches within those required um, tasks that need completed to run a business. Um, and we've just sort of divvied them up kind of organically as, as the company grew. Lindsay has a little bit more experience in economics and numbers, so she does a little bit more of the book side of things. Um, I've kind of taken on the health insurance and that side of things. So, yeah, it just um, ends up being whoever sort of jumps in and has a little bit more of a knack for it. (laughs) And I think from a a bigger picture concept, you know, we're, we're 50-50 business partners in, in all of our ventures, um, and it creates um, a very collective and collaborative atmosphere in our partnership. And so that helps to create that balance, and we, can, we know each other so well over the years, we can tell when one of us is a little more stressed or has a big project deadline that they're working on for a client. And kind of just like you do around the house with chores and things in your own family life, the other one can kind of pick up a task um, and lend a hand. And so that's been a, a key part of our partnership. Um, that's, that's been one of the, you know, contributing factors to success. And I'm interested because you, you seem very happy with each other as we 
chat on this video call. And uh, I wonder how do you two deal with the stress that might become up as running a business if something went badly or, you know, how do you decide if, if, if Lindsay wants to go one way and Lori's thinking we should probably go the other. How does, how does that work as a partnership? How do you resolve that? That's a really good question. We've been super fortunate over the years um, to have not run into too many overarching questions. We tend to to back each other up. So if um, one of the elements is I've been working with a client and um, for whatever reason, the project's not going very well or the project relationship with the client's going well, I can talk to Lori and get some insights and she'll understand if um, it's sort of my feel that that this isn't a good um, project for us to continue on our direction, even though that may, you know, reduce our, our collective revenue and things like that. So on the, the smaller scale, that's been pretty easy. We definitely, um, as we've evolved, our search engine marketing agency is called WebShine and continues um, to grow and do custom search engine marketing projects. Um, but this year, we've uh, co-founded WP SEO Hub. And now we're moving into um, a new space as founders and in a startup world. And it's leading to much larger questions. Um, and that has created not necessarily a divide where we fall on two other sides of the scale, but um, an even greater appreciation for having a sounding board um, to make decisions that sometimes feel well outside of the scope of our expertise or experience. It's so important, and you're very fortunate, I know you know this, that you can work together and find that balance comfortably. I would say Liam and I, in working on a project together, had had a similar experience where we sort of just kind of fell into where our interests or gifts or skills or whatever lie. And it makes it so easy when that happens naturally. Uh, Some of it, but there are some things that probably neither one of you like to do that you have to kind of uh, step up and do as well. So, yeah. And I, yeah, I also, yeah, yeah. I also know um, from having formed a partnership myself that I, we heard all the time, don't form a partnership, like partnerships end up in the courtroom or we talked to a lawyer and the lawyer said, the only time that I ever, you know, talk to partners is when they are breaking up. So did you get um, a lot of advice and did you do a lot of planning and prep or did you, did it, was it so natural that it just kind of came together? Yeah, I would say the latter, that it's always felt fairly natural and in a broader sense, I think we both have similar goals just in lifestyles. So sort of blending our two lives together in a sense hasn't been too much of a struggle because at the end of the day, we're very similar in what we want um, the day to bring and the outcome to be. So that really helps, I think. Well, let's talk about that a little bit because we, we ask our guests about their thoughts on success and what success means to them. So maybe you can each take a turn and we'll see if you have similar views. <laughs> <laughs> and we are recording this. <laughs> yes. And um, I guess Personally and professionally, I define success through the quality of my relationships. So for me, a good day, um, both on the personal and professional side, has um, a a high quality of kind of relationship time. So um, collaboration in the office, time with my children, time with my husband, and then ideally um, a bit for myself. And um, that's that for me is is kind of a success and what I strive for um, long term. 
Yeah, and I would say um, success is really looking at the overall picture of the quality of life and that, you know, I can have time with my family, support my family, do the things we love, um, and balance stress to the point that it's not the overarching uh, factor in life. So, yeah, just really finding a nice balance between work, family, uh, friends, recreation, kind of the overall goal. Perhaps not surprisingly, I I hear a lot of similarities between your two <laughs> definitions, and they they're both unique in their own way. But there's there's definitely a, an emphasis on family and on loved ones and on work as a as a means of fulfillment and not as an end to itself. Let me let me ask you about that then, as business owners and also as just individuals. What's the single most important thing you each do every day to achieve or continue the success that you've garnered so far? That's a really good question. Um, as moms, business owners, and now founders, um, there's really no one day that's the same and cause consistent routine is pretty hard um, to come by. Um, so one of the things that I focused on after having had children and finding my time um, fragmented in a new way is to do one thing for myself every day. Um, and some days that's something big, like getting to go skiing um, with friends for a half day or something like that. And other days it's something really small, like reading five pages before I fall asleep at night. Um, but the conscious part of that is that I try to define what that moment was so that as the days and the weeks roll by, um, I don't feel like I'm losing myself too much to work and family life and that um, there are still so, some defining moments that are just me. And do you define those at the end of the day or do you set them out at the start? Sounds like probably at the end upon reflection. Typically upon reflection, um, but some days it's a little bit more conscientious, like, um, you know, by Wednesday, if I haven't gotten any exercise in the work week, it might be, okay, you know, I need to do something for myself today. And that's going to mean um, not getting this task or project done and leaving it for a, a long lunch break. Yeah, sure. I, Lindsay, sure. I love the, the um, deliberateness that you are, that you're expressing about that in terms of not just doing something, but really keeping track of it and, and making sure, even if it wasn't in your plan, that that was the thing that you did for the day, that you can look back and say, oh yeah, there was that thing I did. So I think that's great that you're keeping it in mind and uh, being mindful. I always hear that the, the um, I always think of the analogy of putting the mask on when you're in the airplane and they talk, tell you when you're a kid, you know, put the mask on yourself first and then put it on your child that you need to take care of yourself in order to take care of everyone else. So that's excellent. Good job. How about you, Lori? <laughs> Yeah, um, I would say at the end of the day, it's nice to look back and have some sort of balance in the day. Every, every once in a while, you'll have one of those days where it's like, wow, I don't feel like I succeeded well at work as a mother or like there, when there's just no balance and you end the day being like, wow, what just happened? And so those are good check-ins to be like, I need to be conscious of where I spend my time and make sure I'm feeling that balance and making those, those moments throughout the day where I do sit down and just hang out with my kids for a little completely undistracted or go for that walk, if nothing else and clear my mind. So yeah, just taking each moments and chunks if you have to and making the best of them. So again, I'm hearing similarities and answers here, and I and I like that, and and I think that's that's pretty neat and speaks volumes about your partnership. 
how do you, if you do it all, and I, I, this is maybe a little off topic, but I'm going to ask it anyway. You both have a huge focus on work-life balance in a very practical way. And it, and it sounds like it's a huge personal priority you, priority for both of you as individuals and then probably together as, as business owners. How or do you take that to your sales and marketing messages when you're looking at clients and discussing opportunities? Does that come up in the relationship, you know, the early days? How does that, how does that work? <laughs> That's a really good question and something we should probably do more of. Um, I think a big component of our success to date um, in business and in our partnership um, has been in our communication with clients. So we're very quick to respond um, and, and we like spending time with clients, not just being behind our computer doing search engine marketing. And so in that, we tend to be um, a bit too available and to not always set those boundaries. Um, and so that's something that in sort of the sales and onboarding process, I think we could both do better is to um, give people those guidelines. And then we also struggle with, yes, we do have working hours, but because um, we do take flexibility in our work um, schedule between nine and five, we often find ourselves um, making up for a couple lost hours at the end of the day or early morning, or I tend to work on Sunday afternoons um, while my little ones are, are ideally taking a nap. Um, and so then clients start to get accustomed to us being available on, say, a Sunday because I did respond to an email and we sort of train people to believe that we work 24 seven um, and work ethic and responsiveness is great. And then on the other hand, um, at times it, it can be a bit too much in an area that we um, need to draw more boundaries. Yeah, the send later uh, tool that you can use with email. It, once you, once you realize what that can do for you in terms of not letting your client know that you're working on Sunday is a great, is a great tool and tip someone gave me a while ago. And I love using that. Sometimes I'll catch myself at 10 o'clock at night, replying to something and being like, Oh wait, no, don't reply at 10 o'clock at night. Set it for the morning. <laughs> All right. That's a good tip. We should, um, that'll be our takeaway from, from today's call. We will go and take action on that. <laughs> Outstanding. Let me, let me ask you, um, what's been your, your biggest challenge to date? And I'll, ask you to focus on either getting your, your partnership up and running or launching your new, your new uh, WP SEO hub, maybe one or the other, if you could focus on that. The, the biggest challenge to date has definitely been launching our latest venture, WP SEO hub. Um, and so there are so many unknowns, which makes it very exciting and fun and stimulating. And I feel like um, every hour I've spent working on this new venture has been um, challenging and fun and just what I needed sort of when I was feeling um, a bit stale in my kind of agency career. Um, so it's been very inspiring. Um, but it is a new venture. And um, for me, it has been more challenging and scary than some of the other more personal moments in life, like, um, you know, starting a family and getting married and some other big pivotal moments. This one has felt... Um, a bit more challenging, um, but also very exciting. Yeah. And I would How about say, you, Lori? Um, I agree. Professionally, uh, WP SEO Hub has definitely put, <clears throat> excuse me, a, another layer onto our work life that um, every once in a while we look back and say, wow, we actually <clears throat> had it pretty easy before we were <laughs> doing two ventures. But um, at the same time, we don't regret it at all. 
Um, I did write an AdWords book a few years back, and in some ways it's similar to that where we were doing our daily work, and then I would go home and write at night. And that was definitely challenging. I had two small children at the time, so my quiet time was basically like 10 to 2 a.m. was when I would (laughs) sit down to write. Um, But that's a little different from WPSEO Hub in that there was like due date and a end date and it did at some point completely end and this just kind of keeps and hopefully continues to keep growing and growing. Right. For better or worse, it won't end. (laughs) (laughs) When you talk, Lindsay, about um, the challenge and the fear of uh, associated with starting a business, why do you think that is? What what is the most challenging or frightening part of starting this new venture, would you say? Well, there's a financial component. So um, that's definitely a bit of a leap of faith of, you know, how much do we invest in ourselves and in our business versus just like every other freelancer, how much money do you keep in your business and how much do you take out? Um, And so that is definitely a challenge, um, you know, and something that, that kind of makes the skin in the game seem a bit larger. When we started WebShine, we had two computers. We both worked from home. Um, we had no teammates or employees. And um, so we had exceptionally low um, overhead and it did not feel like um, there was a financial leap of faith. So there's definitely that component with WPSEO Hub. Um, but that's balanced for me by there is the opportunity um, you know, to grow in a new way and to reach a new market that we can't in sort of our custom um, search marketing work. And I'm really enjoying one of the challenges that's sort of a, a small component of what we're doing is um, speaking at WordCamps. And so as a former mountain guide, I was very accustomed to teaching and speaking in groups um, and leading um, in the mountains. And I haven't done that um, professionally in business since then. And so there was a big gap in time where that was a missing component of my life. And I'm enjoying um, the nervous energy and preparations and things like that that are going into getting prepared to speak at a WordCamp or to be on a podcast um, and to do things that are just a bit new and different for us. Yeah, we can relate to that. Both Liam and I have spoken at WordCamps too. It takes a it's it's. It takes a lot more work than it seems like it should, I think. Um, and it is a little bit nerve wracking too when you, I think you get over it, but never completely over it. So, yeah. I think yeah, if I think you do get over it, you don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. That's good to know because I'm not getting over it um, each time. I feel like I'm, I'm going back through that same process of putting a lot of effort into the talk and then getting nervous before it and then um, enjoying it in the moment. So um, that's been fun. But I think... For, for us and um, kind of back to that, that life in the mountains um, and career, one thing that, that mountain guiding, um, ski patrolling in our community here is it's very community oriented and a very collective sense of energy. And that was also something that was missing a bit from my professional life. When I made the turn into SEO, I found it quite a bit more, um, a lot less, I should say, uh, collaboration and a lot more competition and um, people sort of keeping their cards close to home in a way that I wasn't really accustomed to in working in the outdoor industry. 
And um, so one of the, the biggest delights of this past year has been um, becoming part of the WordPress community and seeing how welcoming and collaborative and innovative it is and feeling that same um, energy that, that I was getting out of a, a previous career, but um, now in, in something that's in um, tech. Yeah, we know the WordPress community is very supportive. In terms of starting your business and, and starting this product, WP SEO Hub, where have you guys turned for advice on starting up something like that? Are you have you made mistakes? Have you? How are you? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess how are you following that path towards building a product and a business, never having done anything like it before? Yeah, we. Um I have learned to reach out to this welcoming community and try to um, highlight some of or get to know some of the players that can be sort of mentors in the field for us. Um, we're working right now with Chris Lemma and he's helping us on the product development side, kind of almost taking a step back from where we started and really looking at the goal of the product and how to position it in the WordPress market space. And that's been very valuable. Yeah, I think finding kind of mentors in the space, um, speaking with customers and prospects um, and getting feedback and just asking really, um, you know, hey, can you give me five minutes of your time and take a look at our website and let us know what you like, what you don't like, what's confusing. Um, So really trying to ask a lot of questions. And then um, we've also um, started engaging in a small community here, the Aspen WordPress Meetup. And that's been a really fun um, group of diverse different talents um, and another way to, to get some input and guidance um, as, we, as we grow our business. So I'm going to steer us through one of our, our signature questions here. And maybe I'll start with Lori because we started with Lindsay last time. But I'll ask you both and I'll give you both time to, to respond. Is what's been the single most valuable piece of advice, personal or professional, that you've received and implemented in your life? Or one of the most valuable? Doesn't have to be, uh, most is a challenging thing, but so, you know, what's something that, that somebody told you and made an impact and, it, and you've carried it with you and seen the benefits of? Um. Sorry, I'm, this is going to be a tough one. Um, do you want to go? Because I know you have an answer I'll, already. So I, 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 all right, we'll let Lindsay chime in first. Tag, you're it. So I'll, I'll jump in and, and give Lori a, a moment to think. Um, I guess a, a very valuable piece of advice um, that I've received, although I cannot claim to have implemented it properly, is the concept of going slow to go fast. And it comes out of working in the mountains, working as an EMT, um, that when there is a crisis at hand, the first thing you want to do is um, go as quickly as you can to fix the problem, um, especially if if in those situations there are occasionally life-threatening consequences. Um, But at the end of the day, um, slowing down and um, will let you go faster. And so that has been something that in the mountains um, I found much more natural and um, in business. I definitely have to make a more conscientious effort um, to follow that that advice. That's solid. I like that. Yeah. Slow to go fast. And did that give Lori the time to? to <laughs> we'll see. Or I did she to go talk. too fast? Still? Did you Google it? Did you Google it? <laughs> um, I would say, in a similar vein, just you know, spending 
a lot of my young adult and adult life um, in Colorado in the mountains, but coming from um, Pennsylvania, a lot of times it just takes pushing yourself that little extra bit that you didn't think you um, had in you or that you could do um, things that, you know, maybe you want to turn around, but the summit's right there and you, you think that that's the only option, but then you push through and you realize that it wasn't nearly as uh, difficult to get there as you thought it would be once you made up your mind to do it. So I guess in the work, our work life is very similar. It's just kind of setting those goals and persevering to get there. Yeah. I think both of those are great advice. The Lindsay, your go slow to go fast reminds me of something I've been reading about lately and like learning about meditation and sort of mindfulness is the idea of responding and not reacting. So, you know, instead of, I feel like a lot of times when having sort of started a business, a lot of times you don't have the advanced time to, um, to plan things out. And so you end up reacting a lot to things because you have to, uh, instead of responding to them, you know, thoughtfully or working that into your plan. So I think you're, you're right on target with that idea of, of going slow to go fast. And of course, starting a venture like this, and as you said, putting some capital into it and uh, with a product, um, Laura, your advice about kind of going for it and, and not being afraid of the summit or, <laughs> uh, is, is also really applicable to what you guys have done. So I think you have both implemented that in what you're doing, it seems to me anyway. Thank you. Thanks. We're trying. <laughs> We, we have just a few minutes left, so I'm, I'm going to throw another kind of sideways question at you. I'm sorry. So as you've built a partnership together, you've launched this new business together, what, and I'll ask this of both of you, what's something you've found that you've discovered that you're very good at that really surprised you that you either are good at it or could get to be good at it and now are good at it? That's a, a very good question. Yeah, sorry. And, I'm really putting you two on the spot today. Yeah, I think the, the biggest thing that I feel like I'm getting better at is problem solving. So, and trying to find the joy in that. Um, and trying to think creatively about problems, small to large. Um, and, and so that's definitely a bigger component of what we're doing now um, in kind of managing a new business and, and balancing um, all of these different acts and something that I certainly had to exercise before, but um, and am doing quite a bit more of now. And I come from a science background and always thought I'd be more of a, a science researcher. And so when I ended up in the marketing world, it seemed like a pretty big leap, but then finding myself back in the search engine marketing side of things, it is nice to have all the data and the numbers and to be able to really quantify what we're doing in some way. So that's one thing where I think I have the data skills in me, but it's nice to be able to um, apply them in a, in a marketing sense. Excellent. It's nice when you discover those things and it's, and you've really put those to good use working together and we are running out of time. We are out of time. <laughs> so I want to thank you both for being on our show today and for sharing your story. I think it's an inspiration in terms of having a partnership in a business, which is challenging, but you guys seem to have made it work really well. And I look forward to seeing good things happening.
from your agency and your product. Can you tell us where people can find you online? Sure. People can find us at WPSEOHub.com. And thank you so much for having us here. Thanks. You're very welcome. It's been a real pleasure. Sorry, Tara, I just stepped over you. No, um, been a real pleasure getting to know you. And, and, and thank you for entertaining my uh, less than predictable questions today. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. All right. See you later. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet, ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves. <laughs>